Welcome to episode three of Rock the Word. Welcome to Rock the Word. I am your podcast, Pastor Jim Shrimplin, and today we are going to be talking about the wrath of God. We're going to be in Romans chapter 1, verses 18 and following. So if you have a Bible, I'd encourage you to go ahead and get it and open it up to Romans chapter 1, and let's study the Word of God. Let's rock the Word today. This is how Romans chapter 1, verses 18 and following read. The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all godliness and wickedness of people who suppress the truth by their wickedness, since that what may be known about God is plain to them because God has made it plain to them. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen being understood from what was made, so that people are without excuse. For although they knew God, they neither glorified Him as God nor gave thanks to Him. But their thinking became futile, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like mortal human beings, and birds, and animals, and reptiles. Therefore God gave them over in their sinful desires of their hearts to sexual impurities for the degrading of their bodies with one another. They exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshipped and served created things rather than the Creator who is forever praised. Amen. This was Romans chapter 1 verses 18 to 24. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Well, today we're talking about the wrath of God and how it is against sinful humanity. The wrath of God has been revealed from heaven against all the ungodliness and wickedness of people. So what is the wrath of God? The wrath of God, that is something in this day and age that we do not like to talk about. We don't want to think of God as a God who is wrathful, who would come and exercise judgment on people for wrongs that they have done. So, what is the wrath of God? Simply put, I heard this definition, and I kind of, I kind of like it, I'm, uh, and I kind of agree with it. The wrath of God is nothing more than the justice of God at work. The wrath of God is the justice of God going about making things right in the world. Example, back in the day of Noah, there was sin all over the earth. The, the humanity was wicked beyond comprehension. We think it's bad now. During the days of Noah, it was even worse. So God, in his wisdom, in his judgment, decided that it was time to right that wrong, to bring about a cleansing, if you will, of humanity. He waited for a very long time. He was, God is patient. He's not willing that any should perish. But at some point, at some point, the wrath of God, the justice of God moving to right what is wrong comes into play. So he tells Noah to build an ark. 
120 years before it begins to rain. The people of that time had never seen rain. Reminds me of that song, Have You Ever Seen Rain on a, on a uh, Sunny Day? Well, that's kind of what they were experiencing. They were, they were going to experience rain on a sunny day, something they had never, ever had experienced before. God tells Noah to build an ark. Noah starts to build the ark. The people around him say, no, what in the world are you building? He goes, I'm building a boat. I'm building an ark because it's going to rain. It's going to what? It's going to rain. The, the earth is going to be flooded. And they thought he was crazy. God started sending animals two by two to Noah. They got on the ark. God shut the door to the ark, sealed it up, and the rain came. That rain was the wrath of God. That flood was the wrath of God. In his justice, God moved to right the situation. And they had 120 years to hear the message of Noah and repent, but they didn't. So the wrath of God came. And see, the wrath of God has been revealed from heaven against all godlessness and wickedness of people. Why? Because we suppress the truth by our wickedness. When we do wicked things, we are suppressing the truth of who God is. When somebody goes out and, and shoots up a, a mall or a school... They are suppressing the truth of God in their wickedness. They're suppressing the truth that God is love, that God is for us and not against us. They are suppressing the truth that God is a God of grace and mercy. So God has to, will have to write that. Because we have, what we know about God is plain to humanity because he says and Paul says in verse 19 since what may be known about God is plain to them because God has made it plain to them you say how has God made it plain what is right what is wrong or, or better yet that there is a God how has God made that plain to humanity Paul goes on in verse 20 for since the creation of the world God's invisible qualities Okay, so what are his invisible qualities? Paul says it's his eternal power and his divine nature. So everything that makes up who God is has been known by humanity since the creation of the world. The fact that God is love, the fact that God has uh, all power, all knowledge. He can be anywhere. He's, ev not any he's everywhere all at the same time. All of these things are those eternal powers in his divine nature that have been clearly seen. Where have they been clearly seen? In the creation of the world. All of creation declares that the God is the Lord and he has created all things. And that was clear. And it is clear to humanity have you ever went out to the beach on a bright sunny morning 
or maybe an evening, and you watch the sun rise or the sun set as the sun dips down into the horizon or comes up above the horizon. It's a beautiful, beautiful sight. I remember we weren't at the beach, but 24 years ago, almost 24 years ago, we were having uh, a wedding, mine and my wife's wedding. My dad and I and my mom and all the guests of were up in Minnesota staying in a cabin on the lake, one of the lakes, one of the 10,000 lakes in Minnesota. And every morning it was a nice clear day because it was the middle of Ju- the beginning of July, so it was a nice clear day and the sun would come up over the lake and it was beautiful. And my dad kept telling me about these beautiful sunsets or sunrises because I was asleep. And I said, yeah, that sounds beautiful. I'd like to see one of those. So the day of my wedding, 6 o'clock in the morning, my dad gets me up. And he takes me outside, and we enjoyed that beautiful sunrise. He takes a picture of it, and it's one of the most beautiful sunrises I've ever seen. And it reminded me that God has created all that we see. And the only way that any of this could have come into existence is not through our power or our strength, but it it was through the strength and power of God, through his word spoken, that all that is came into existence. And because we can see who God is through creation, We can see that he is a powerful God, that he is an all-knowing God. We can see all of these things about his eternal power and his divine nature. We can understand who God is to a certain degree. And because of that, Paul says that humanity is without excuse. We can't make up an excuse of, well, I didn't know that there was a God. I didn't know. Paul would say, really? You didn't know that there was a supreme being that created all that is around you? You didn't look at the sunrise and the sunset and wonder who created this? You didn't look at the intricacies of of nature and wonder who created this? No, you knew that there was a God. And you're without excuse for in verse 21, it says, for although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him. They knew that there was a God because of what they saw around them. But they did not glorify God because of what he had created, because of what he had done, because of who he is by seeing his natural abilities and powers his divine nature because they saw all that they and yet they they knew him because of that those things they did not glorify him how often do we glorify people all you have to do is look at the season of sport that you're in happen to be in right now as i record this it's football season and we glorify football players one of my favorite football players of all time is now a sports broadcaster 
I believe, on ESPN. He won four Super Bowls in the 1970s, two back-to-back, then they skipped a year, and then won two more back-to-back. Yeah, it's Terry Bradshaw and the Pittsburgh Steelers. And when I was younger, I glorified Terry Bradshaw and all that he had accomplished. When we would go out onto the schoolyard playground and play football, I always considered myself Terry Bradshaw and all of the other players was my Franco Harris's or my Lynn Swans because, well, I went to a school that was predominantly African-American. So when I threw the ball, when I handed off the ball as quarterback, it was a white guy throwing to African-American guys, just like it was Terry Bradshaw throwing to Lynn Swan for the touchdown. And I glorified him. I had a bike that said Pittsburgh Steelers on it, this Pittsburgh Steelers bike. It was silver, and it had the Steelers emblem on it. And on the front plate, uh, I had number 12, and everybody who knew who number 12 was back in the 70s for the Pittsburgh Steelers, it was Cherry Bradshaw. I had a pillow that said Steelers on it. I was I had a Steeler jacket. I glorified the Steelers when I was younger. Cuz I knew what they could do. I knew that they were a winning team. I liked them. I liked Terry Bradshaw and I glorified them. Well, we can see God's power. We can see God's divine nature. But we do not glorify him because of those things. Not only do we not glorify him, humanity did not even thank him for their existence. Can you imagine? God has given us the greatest gift, life, And we don't even thank God for life, for our lives. We think that it's in our power to control our lives, but it's not. See, not only did we not glorify God, nor did we give him thanks, but then our thinking became futile and our foolish hearts were darkened. Now, what is a foolish heart? Well, according to Psalms, it is the fool who has said in his heart that there is no God. So, when we don't glorify God, when we don't thank God, and our futile minds, are in our foolish hearts, we begin to say that there is no God, and our hearts are darkened because we're pushing God away from us. Oh, we might claim to be wise. They did. Verse 22, although they claimed to be wise, they actually became fools. And they exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images to look like mortal human beings. Birds and animals and reptiles, we could have had God, the immortal God. We could have we could have shared 
in his glory. And Adam and Eve for a time shared in his glory when he would come down to the face of the earth and walk with them in the cool of the day. They knew God. But as we all know, sin entered into the world. When sin entered into the world, we began to ignore his invisible qualities, his eternal power, his divine nature, and all the things that could be clearly understood. We, you know, we said, no, no, we don't want the glory of the immortal God. No, we would rather be worship things that look like us. We would rather worship things that we can see, like the great and majestic eagles. We would rather worship animals that we can see. The cat was an animal of worship. Reptiles, we want to worship things that we can see. And because of all of this, verse 24 Therefore God gave them over to the sinful desires of their hearts, to sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies with one another. They exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshipped and served created things rather than the Creator who is to be praised forever. Amen. Because of all the things that we said between 18, verse 18 and 23, God gave them over to sinful desires. God said, that's the way you want to think? Okay. Go ahead. Think that way. Worship that way. I'll get, let you do the sinful things that your heart wants to do. I'll let you degrade your bodies through sexual impurity with one another. Go ahead, do that. Live as if there are no rules. Live as if there are no guardrails. Exchange the truth about who God is for a lie. We do this every day, don't we? We exchange the truth that we know about God for the lies that the world tells. And not only do we exchange the truth of God for a lie, but then we worship that lie. And we serve that lie. For we worship and serve the things that we created and called gods, even though they were no god at all. Because we would rather serve those lies, worship those lives, those lies, than worship the Creator who created heaven and earth, who created all that we see, and who created us. And for this, for his eternal power and his divine nature, God is forever praised. Amen. Thank you for listening to Rock the Word today. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we'd really love it if you would subscribe or com comment in the comment sections of your favorite podcasting host or uh, drop us an email at pastorjim at m-o-n-t-e-u-m-c dot o-r-g pastorjim at monteumc 
org and tell us how this podcast has affected you, how you have been able to rock the word because of the teachings of this podcast. We thank you and know that God loves you in no uncertain terms. Know that he has eternal power and a divine nature that loves you. Thank you.